Down the siren and bounce the ball. The Big Footy Blues podcast is back once more. Coming up in this episode, we'll savour a victory over the Saints. We'll look at who is on fire and under the pump around the Carlton Football Club. Knock off another round of list it, love it or leave it. And we'll preview the upcoming clash versus the Swans. I'm ODN and here with me to dazzle us with their wit, wisdom and some other superlative starting with W... He might have taken out the June Rising Star Award on the boards, but we all know you're only as good as your last game. Can you handle the pressure to perform, happy dude? Rising Star? More like established star. Oh, that's debatable. (laughs) That's up for debate. Uh, He started out wearing the green vest for a few weeks, and despite queries about his stamina, he has now become an integral part of our starting side. It's HBF. Oh, ODN, I've fallen off the podcast couch. Can you give me a boost? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Will you jump if I offer you a dumpling? <laughs> she, <laughs> she might have had some unexplained time off recently, but AFL Chief Medico Peter Harcourt won't confirm or deny if she voluntarily stood down after breaching the three strikes policy. Welcome back, Bluebell. <laughs> <laughs> We're all hoping for your recovery. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good to be back. <laughs> Wayne Carey came out during the week and announced Levi Casbolt has the best hands in the business. Patrons at an Adelaide pub say the same thing about our final panellist. What on earth are they talking about, Shandog? (laughs) (laughs) It's quality over quantity. It's uh, it's how much I can carry. That's what it is. And maybe has the night off tonight. There is no truth in the rumour that she has been suspended from the podcast for choking out Drew Petrie on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who could blame her? uh, I just have to make an apology, folks. Sorry about that. We did get feedback during the week complimenting us on doing away with the individual introductions, but the panel liked them. And being the contrary person I am, I think we'll leave them in. (laughs) Uh, Let's just start off with a couple of news snippets, shall we? Um, Troy Menzel is the NAB AFL Rising Star nominee for Round 16, making him the second Carlton player to receive a nomination this season. Any comments? Uh, when has that happened before? Has that ever happened for us? Two Rising Star nominations in one year? Oh, I think it definitely has. Yeah, but they weren't they weren't much chop. <laughs> wow. Um, and uh, Caroline Wilson reports that Adelaide boss Stephen Trigg remains favourite for the Carlton position and is believed to have the backing of the industry to remain in the AFL system should he depart the Crows this season. The Blues and Trigg are believed to have spoken have spoken this uh, last week. I didn't know he was in the running, let alone the favourite. That absolutely floored me. Yeah, I did hear about that. This, this, these boards, the big footy boards, will be intolerable if we get another salary cap cheat in yeah. with yeah. our yeah. CEO. Well, we, uh, do, we, do we have a do we have a quota in our constitution <laughs> that we have to fill? What's going on? The big sign on the door: <laughs> salary cap cheats welcome. <laughs> I don't know. Especially if, if if the other rumour is true that uh, was posted up about uh, Cameron coming, if we get him cheaply and we also put on Trig, I think there'll be big questions asked. 
Oh boy. Well, okay. Well, we've I didn't even know that guys. I hadn't even hadn't even heard that about Stephen Shrek. That's yeah. that's news to me. What worries me is that Caroline Wilson seems to have a finger on the pulse a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's a real concern. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you did. Uh, it was just raised about uh, Jeremy Jeremy Cameron, so we might as well address it here. Um, what was the What was the rumor? Uh, the rumor from um, quite a reputable poster was uh, that um, well, one first of all, one poster came out and said that we were talking to one of the young GWS forwards trying to get him across, and um, it was revealed today from another poster who claims to have a source close that it was Jer- that's Jeremy Cameron that we're in negotiation with. Yeah. So who's a reputable poster? Are you allowed to name them? Uh, well, the first one was uh, Mark Smurf 3 came out and said that uh, we were talking to the young gun, yep. and um, the next one was C4 to your door. Yeah, so... Oh, well, one out of two being reputable, that's, that's good. Sorry, C4, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's uh, it's very interesting. It sent the um, rumours thread into overdrive. It was um, it's quite interesting to see people's responses there, and there's some mixed responses too. Um, oh, some people saying, "Oh, we should we should be going our hardest to Jeremy Cameron build the side around him," and some people are saying it's going to cost us too much. We'll go backwards. It's a really interesting interesting debate. I think. Oh, I, see I think it really depends on what we have to give up for him, or yeah. whether yeah, absolutely a, whether we can get a third or even a fourth club involved. So, look. Oh, look, I'd love it. I'd love to get him to the club, but uh, not if we have to sell the farm to get him. Yeah. Uh, it'd be, just be too too big a too big a cost to get him in. Yeah. Uh, well, HPF wants to keep the farm. Everybody must <laughs> must like the pony rides. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sunday afternoon in Eddie Had Carlton 24-7-151 defeated St Kilda 10-6-66. Goals for Carlton, four apiece to Henderson, Casbolt, White, three to Yarron, two apiece to Menzel, Everett, Doherty and singles to Judd, Bell and Warnock. Ten ten goal kickers, that's great. Uh, Best for Carlton, or named in the best for Carlton, Everett, Curnow, Henderson, Murphy, White, Walker, Casbolt and McLean. Uh, injuries for Carlton. Carazzo uh, with a quad injury. Uh, I thought he went off for a, a concussion test at one point. Um, and uh, Menzel uh, has a left shoulder injury. And uh, substitute during the game. Bell will replace Carazzo in the second quarter. Um, gang, how nice was it to hear the song again at full time? Oh, brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. I, I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> like, well, what's this strange tune? <laughs> I, I have to look up the lyrics. Oh. <laughs> oh. So you sing uh, when they run out. Come on, mate. No, uh, I cheer. Some Eminem song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, as for the game, though, the the thing that stood out for me um, was how good it was to see a really um, all round performance by the team. Like the the load was spread amongst everyone. There was uh, Everett popped up in the first half and was just absolutely dominating, causing headaches. Um, all of our usual big stars like um, Mark Murphy, um, Gibbs and Judd and stuff, they had, they had good game. Well, Gibbs didn't have such a great game, but the fact that we didn't have to rely on him, bearing in mind it is St Kilda, but the fact that we didn't have to rely on him 
to um, or them to have really big stats. The whole team sort of contributed, so it was really, really good from that perspective. I think that's probably the biggest positive to take out of it. Yeah, I, I also think uh, Yaron did quite well as well again. Um, isn't he having a great year? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, um, yeah, I was quite pleased with his game. I know I mentioned it last week on, on the podcast, but uh, I, I really hate St Kilda, so that was very satisfying for me. <laughs> I loved it. I loved every second of it. And um, that Dempster as well, I dislike him so much. And at the start of the game, when he they walked out to line up, I was sitting down uh, in row D, so I was four rows from, from the fence behind the goals or behind the points next to the cheer squad. And um, he walked up to Menzel, and Menzel's put his hand out to shake it, and he smacked it away. <laughs> before the first, yeah, before the first bounce, that's why there was a bit of fire going on and off the ball. Like when the ball was up the other end, they were often pushing and shoving and hitting each other. And so, yeah, it was right on from the beginning. Well, and yeah, it was good to get involved. And you know, I, I told him to hang up the boots, and he heard me. So <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty pretty good too. I, I think he actually did hang up the boots. Uh, well, at the start of the game, really. Yeah, well, have a lot of he, impact. When he sort of picked that fight with Bell afterwards, he walked back up past the cheer squad and everyone died down for a second. And I stood up and I, and I said um, something like, "Oh, it's time that I think it's time to hang up the boot, Stemster. You've missed your shot at a premiership, so just give it up." Speaking of Tommy Bell, how was that Shepherd on uh, Dunstan? Yeah, oh, that was brilliant. It was oh. really. Good. I'm not sure what um, I'm not sure what Dempster was going crook at. I mean, I was sitting up behind the goals up that end and. It looked like a it looked like a fair enough uh, bump to me. So, um, oh, it was fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Look, look, looked great from level from level one. Like it was awesome. And it, was pro- it was probably just a probably just the token show of uh, support for a first year player. So you know they don't like you doing those yeah, things to their first year. He, he was doing crap like that off the ball all game, like just trying to do dirty shit like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, second quarter. Saints got right back into it a bit. Um, uh, we probably thought, oh, here we go again. Yeah. But um, we only had uh, 13 tackles to half-time. Oh, really? It was an uncontested game, but, gee. <laughs> yeah, we did have it way no, well, more than they did. Yeah, but the, even then, as um, was pointed out in the thread, we we didn't have it that much more to warrant no, such a difference we, in tackles. We, we only had it... Uh, yeah, it wasn't that much. It was only about a dozen times more. And yeah. uh, St Kilda had 22 tackles, which isn't great itself. But for us, only have 13. Uh, I, I don't know. It was an uncontested game. But, uh, yeah, we, we certainly picked it up. I think we tripled that. Uh, well, we actually had about 50 tackles by the end of the game. So it did show that we were a little bit, uh, you know, and we were probably more dominant after half time. but we had racked up 37 tackles then. So I don't think the work rate was quite there uh, yeah. in that first half. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, disposals were certainly well up, and inside fifties were well up. But uh, and uh, look, I just 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 on the bets there, um, uh, Jamison wasn't on there, and I thought he had a great game. Yeah, he did. He, yeah, he, he was he was their best forward <laughs> <laughs> with that delivery he was receiving from them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they they um St Kilda torched the ball so many times going forward. I mean, I. I can't remember how many times they had rewrite loose inside that 450 and they, they kicked it over his head and yeah. they just cost themselves so many shots on goal on, on Sunday. I, I, I actually couldn't believe how poorly they actually played St Kilda. Uh, they, they've, got a, they've got a long, long, long road ahead of them. Mm. Yeah, and it's real momentum. It's like a, 
it's, it's almost a momentum killer, that, because if there were any hope of wanting to get back to a close score, they had a great second quarter, but the amount of times that they burned the ball when we were on a run, that was the thing that would have turned it around a little bit, and then in the end, it just goes back down the other end and we kick a goal, so yeah. it must have been demoralising. Um, and how, how, good was, um, how good was Simon White? I was about to yeah. say, you know, yeah. Simon White he, the forward, there you go. Yeah, he, he, he was right into Dempster a lot as well. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I, I love his that, aggression. It's good that we've got uh, some players in the side that uh, that do that. He is he is quite an aggressive, niggling type defender when he's in defence, and, mm-hmm. and that, that's obviously carrying across to being uh, a forward as well. He just uh, he doesn't mind uh, getting in their face a bit, and I love it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great, and you know, Henderson, Casbold, and White. You know, they they may actually form a a nice little sort of uh, for want of a better word threesome. Up in our forward line, so no, it's, um, it was really good to see him. So I mean, obviously big test this week, which we'll touch on later. But um, yeah, they were they were awesome on Sunday. Really happy with their with their output. Yeah. Okay, uh, might leave it there, and uh, it's probably time for a little bit of list it, love it, or leave it. <laughs> Yes, it's time to list it, love it or leave it once more. For those playing at home, list it is putting a player on the trade table. Love it is keep no matter what. And leave it is to part company by whatever means necessary. Next one under the microscope is Robbie Warnock. Yeah. What um, are we doing, guys? List it, love it list, or leave it? List it, I reckon. Yep. Yeah, we, yeah I'm, I'm with you. I, I list, list as well. Yeah, for for the output we're getting from him, we could get that from a, a lesser light. And um, he's he has proven himself in sort of um, big games like finals and stuff. He usually plays really well, so he would hold some value. And players with value are those that we need to be looking to move on and not sort of hang on to until they don't have any value left at all. So I, I, I'd list it. Yeah, I, I'm inclined. I'm inclined to list it as well, uh, just with the proviso that we actually replace him on the list because uh, we, we you know we, we're a bit light on yeah, they're, 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 you can get a lot of Ruckman from anywhere that would offer you know probably not as much at the hit outs but more around the ground or you know vice versa sure yeah Bluebell did you uh... yeah I'd, I'd leave him purely because I mean if Cruz doesn't come up next year what have we got Cameron Wood oh so you, um... lo- you, you love him no, I don't love him. Well, you can't, but... you can't leave him. Leave him, get rid of him, no matter what. Oh, sorry. Well, love him then, but I don't really love him, love him. But <laughs> I love him for the purpose of having another Ruckman on our list next year. Jesus. Play along with our catchy titles, please. <laughs> confusing. Leave him, meaning leave him on the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I would just purely... Um, look, I think he's had a pretty good year, Um I would hate to think if we didn't have him this year where we'd be given Cruz has been out. And, I mean, Wood, I know he played well on the weekend from what I've read, but is he up to AFL standard? I mean, there's a reason Brisbane and Collingwood both got rid of him. But, um, yeah, I would be... The only time you'd probably put him up is if you did have a Ruckman to recruit. And, yeah, I'm not sure about the draft, but, um, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. too cocky about it. Yeah. I think I do think we need to incrementally improve in the ruck position. So it's either, that means either Cruiser coming back and not getting uh, injured anymore, 
uh, or or we get a replacement because I think uh, what is he about twenty seven now, Robbie? Uh, I don't know that he's ever going to be as consistent as we want him to be, um, and, and whether he, he has the makings of a premiership ruckman. Um, but we'll wait and see. Uh, you know, it's easy to bash him, but uh, and uh, but uh, you know he's he's serviceable. Uh, next up, Mitch Robinson. Uh, love him. I can love him. Love him. He's improved streets this year. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd list him to be honest. I think um, I think we could probably get something for him this year, Robbo. And look, I love I love his attack on the footy. He just he just he he's good. His bad games just outnumber his good ones and. Uh, his kicking still worries me a lot. So I think after a good season, I think we could probably get something for him. And uh, I'd list him. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with HBF. I'm very worried about the quality of our foot skills and disposal in general. And whilst he's not the worst in the AFL by any stretch, there's guys like him, I could see how there'd be a better replacement in someone who might not be as hard at the ball. Um, but has better disposal skills, even as an inside midfield type player. So as much as I'd hate to say it, I'd list him. And if we can get something that's worthwhile, I'd take it. Yeah, I'm going to say love him because uh, his efforts this year uh, have been much improved. I think he's lowered his eyes when he's uh, when he's kicking. I'm not worried about bombing from the centre clearances. That's what you've got to do to get it out of there. Yeah. Uh, I think too often people just go, oh, you're just bombing it long again. But that's what you do in the centre clearance. That's what all the good players do, just to clear clear the ball and get it in there fast. Uh, but I've found that he's actually been spotting up forwards a little bit this year. And um, he's he, he went forward and he's taken a couple of marks here and there and he's actually shown a bit of... Uh, um, he's got a bit of a spring heel, and um, I, I just I just find that he's he seems to have matured a little bit, um, and uh, you know just maybe toned it down a fraction. I say that after he gets suspended, <laughs> of course, but, yeah. <laughs> but 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 um, but I I just mean the, the, the sort of manicness on 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 field. Um, he's he's had to learn to change his game a little bit with that sort of uh, sliding in rule and, and stuff like that, and. Uh, I don't know. I just think he's probably form-wise, he's, he's showing probably uh, the the best that we've seen from him, and uh, and I think you do need one or two of that type in the side. And for what he brings, I, he's probably right up the top of that uh, at least for us. And there's a couple of others with poorer disposal. We could go, you know, you, you look up the stats for Mitch, and he and it, uh, his disposal's never as his efficiency's never as low as people expect it to be. Mm. Um, but uh, so, yeah, anyway. I, 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 I'm with you, ODN. Um, I, I think he's, he, he's had a pretty good year this year. Mitch of the past few years has just bombed it long every single chance he got. He started off doing that a couple of times this year, but he's he's slowly working that out of his game, and now I find him only really doing that when we're having trouble breaking the lines. Whether or not it comes off is still questionable because it's just a bomb, but he's not doing it anywhere near as nothing. He looks like he's stopping and taking that extra second to think about what he's about to do with the ball. Um, obviously, he's not a uh, definite, like, hang on to him at all costs player, so if we do get a really good offer for him, we should take it, but I wouldn't go shopping him around just for the sake of it. 
Yeah, I agree completely with you too. I think his aggression, a um, bit of an extrovert as well, given everyone else seems to be a bit quieter. So um, this year I think he's improved. Yeah, he still bombs it up in the air, but he's not the only one. I mean, our disposal this year has been terrible across the board and I just think he brings a lot more to our list than a lot of the others. Just to just to play devil's advocate and just to come back to my point, I, I agree with sort of what you guys have said. I just think that given his year, I think we could actually get something for him. Um, I just don't... I think if we're going to use like someone like a Tom Bell, who's similar-ish to Robbo, just a bit bigger frame and bigger tank, I think we could get him to perhaps Mitch Robinson stage in 12 months. But mm. I think we could potentially get more for Robinson at the end of the year if we're looking to really turn the list over. You're still, um, you're still talking about a peak, like a late, a late second rounder or something, though, aren't you, HBF? I mean, I guess you're a draft watcher, so, you know, picks in the 30s are, are like gold to you, whereas to me, they just feel like they're, they're very much speculators and it's better watch, you know, the, the bird in the hand is more, worth more than a pick 30 in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him away, but if there was a club out there that really wanted, that really wanted him and was prepared to give up a, a pick in the, you know, the late twenties, I definitely I definitely consider it. So yeah, he's, I'm, not, he's, I'm not saying to I'm not saying to get rid of him lock yeah. stop. Just saying if a club wanted him, yep. we should we should listen to offers for him. Yeah, I I reckon he's he's the sort of player that bleeds for the club though. And in big games, finals, which is obviously what we want to be playing and winning in, he always throws puts his body on the line and he's right in there, right in the contested footy of finals. Yeah. I reckon he's a handy weapon to have at at the pointy end of the season. Okay. All right, look, we're all bitched out here. Um, let's move on to Chris Yaron. Love. Love uh, him. Un- untouchable for mine. He yeah. absolutely untouchable. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. No, it's, it's, it's love across the board. But uh, at the end of uh, end of last year, uh, there were many saying that uh, he's one we should offer up in a trade. So uh, it just goes he to show. Did have what, an average year. Yeah, it just goes to show what sort of what sort of year he's had. Geez, doesn't even look mature. He's he, he's gone to the back line. He's actually learned to be defensive. Yeah, that's I, a great I, thing. I, I am more confident when the ball is around Yarra than anybody else on our side, and I say that without reservation. Any other player, I am more confident that Yaz will save the day. Yeah. Than anybody yeah. else. Um, yeah. I, he just has I, he just has everything. The, yeah. the, that that right foot pass down to the uh, actually might have been left now actually I can't remember but down to down to the commentary end that he hit was it was it Casbolt um, in the goal square or something yeah yeah um, that was that was unbelievable I was sitting up the other end of the ground and to see that to see him sort of just look up and just hit Casbolt um, was just amazing so he his his um, foot skills are as good as anyone in the game I reckon um, Yaron so yeah no way he's going anywhere next year not a chance. Just his speed. He looks like yeah. he just does it so easy. Like, you know, he's in half a canter almost and they can't even touch him. He's just amazing. And he just gets the crowd going. And um, I think he's really matured, as yeah. I think ODN said to, um, just before. Yeah, I, I reckon he'd be in the running for our best and fairest this year. Yeah. I reckon him and Gibbs are probably the two yeah. front runners for mine. Yeah. It's almost like he trolls the, the, the guys that are trying to run after him. He just looks over his shoulder and he goes, yep, I've got you covered. And... So it doesn't even get out of second gear. No. Nah. 
And it yeah, means he's exactly. balanced and still good to go when he kicks, as opposed to Dangerfield, who's sprinting at 100% and then sprays it on the yeah. floor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, he was doing a lot of the... He was showing all those skills before, but he wasn't racking up the, the numbers. And while he's not, you know, he's he's not racking them up, given the position he plays, he's getting a lot more of the ball than he used to in previous years. Um, so so that just goes to show that he's actually developed a little bit of a tank and he's working harder. And just goes to show his yeah. attitude has completely turned around. So that, that was it. Was it last year? Last year when he was sort of uh, made to be sub and he didn't really like it. He got sent back to the VFL and all that sort of had all, had that little bit of uh, a message that Mick had to send him, and he he's got the message. Yeah, and the improvement in his defensive side of the game can't really be understated. Um, he, or is that the other way around? Can't be overstated. He's. Um, the defensive pressure he puts on other people um, and the ability to win the ball back on one-on-ones is just so much better compared to last year that really rounds out his game, and that's why he's so important to us now. Well, you know, I think once upon a time, people, you know, they liked his dash off half-back, but they thought he might have, he was a bit of a defensive liability. <laughs> no more. No. Yeah. Um, moving right along, uh, this one will be interesting. Uh, Brock McLean. Uh, Lee. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't reckon we'll get much for him. Yeah, I'll just leave him. I'll yeah, just, just leave him, I reckon. See you at the end of the year, mate. Um, I don't think there's going to be a trade on the table anywhere for Brock McLean now. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll be a premiership Preston player if they ever win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's getting to that stage. And you know, if you, you want to be honest, uh, like he, he, he plays some really good football. And I, I, would, I was a real advocate of his in, in the last year or two. Uh, this year, uh, I don't know what it is, but the rest of the, this is, despite the fact we've only won five games, the rest of the team has left him, left him behind. Um, yeah. He's just not offering us, he's not offering us anything we need. He's not, yeah, he's, he's not an in and under player. He doesn't give us the outside run. Uh, there's other players now that have come in that connect, that actually offer that, um, uh, that, that, Leading option up the ground, uh, Everett and Doherty, in the, to, to, for example. Um, I, I just, I, I don't see what the point of having yeah. it there is. You know, you, it's, it's not even, he's not even the player that will pop up and, you know, that you'll rely on to pop up and kick the odd goal here and yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, actually. Um, uh, is it just me or has he not kicked as many goals as last year? I, I don't know. I mean, he's kicked a couple. I, I, I can't. The thing is, they're not memorable for me. Uh, if he no. has kicked them, I, I don't recall. It's, it, it just seems uh, just, you know, a couple little highlights here and there where you go, you know, nice piece of play. He's a mature player and he does know where where to send the ball. But I don't know whether he... Remember the first couple of years he came to us and when he, when, when he came in, he was... He was he was poor for quite a while because he was hampered by injury, and he's a he's the sort of player that can't carry an injury. And he's playing to me; it just seems like he's back in that kind of in that kind of vein where he's mm. he, he just seems hampered. He's not playing to his best. Uh, I, I don't know. He looks a little bit disinterested. And, and the funny thing is, he's in the in the leadership group this year. So no, I just think with the, him and Warnock in our midfield, it's too slow, slow and stationary. That's what it really comes back to for me. We need we need more out of those two sort of people. One of the rovers, one of the people on the ball, and the guy who's the ruckman. We yeah. need more from both of them. Yep, yep. I mean, if he if he stays on, we we've had a few players depart already. So um, if he stays on the list, uh, I like to see him uh, 
heading down mentoring some VFL players for a while and let a couple of others come through. But, you know, time will tell. That's, that's the biggest thing for me as well, ADN. I, I think he's, you know, keeping uh, Cripps and uh, Nicky Graham out of the side. So I think we really need to start getting games into both of them. And, um, you know, McLean, you know, whilst he's a, uh, a, senior, a bigger body and a senior player, it's just there's really no future playing him. So I think... Yeah, decide at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly list him, and then if there's no interest, you know, probably flick him at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, when was his last contract year? Because he seems to play well in that last isn't he, year. Isn't he? I think he's in it. One year deals or something. Oh, is he? Oh, well, there you go. I, so. I could All be right. wrong, but I think that I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on to Sam Doherty. Uh, Love him. Love him. Really been the last sort of five or six weeks coming off an interrupted uh, preseason. So I thought he was brilliant on, on Sunday despite the, the poor the poor opposition. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Yaron, love him. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, him and Yaron coming off the half back line, that's brilliant. You'd take that yep. for five, eight years. Yep, absolutely. Um going absolutely nowhere. I, I note um, that Doherty, um, he, he gets just as many inside 50s as he does rebound 50s, which shows that he's working hard. Uh, yeah. And you will, you'll see him pop up in the back pocket. The next thing you know, he's up in the forward pocket trying to kick a goal. Uh, he's really, really covering the ground well. Um, and, and, you know, so he's enthusiastic and his work rate is really shining through. Um, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's no Yaron or Bontempelli, apparently, but, um, <laughs> uh, but he doesn't play those same roles, so uh, we can forgive him that. Um, uh, he's been a, a breath of fresh air around the club, and geez, you know, just again, just shows how well we did uh, last year with uh, in our trade period. Mm. All right, uh, let's move on to On Fire and Under the Pump. <laughs> Okay, time for On Fire and Under the Pump once more. We haven't done it for a few weeks. Um, this week um, with On Fire, Shandog. Cheers, Eddie. Yeah. I've got Casbolt is definitely on fire, um, as probably a lot of people would agree with. The last month has seen him lift his game to another level. Um, he's averaging over two goals per game, and his work rate has impressed a lot of people. And even Wayne Carey said that he thought Caswell had the best hands in the competition. And if you look over his highlights in the last few weeks, it's pretty hard to argue with him. He's taken some huge marks. Um, and even with a relatively sl- uh, relatively slow start to his season, uh, Caz is ranked ninth. He's ranked ninth in total contested marks for the league and fifth in contested marks per game across the whole competition. So that's how well he's grabbing the pill. Um, and for a guy who's just played his 29th AFL game, that's some pretty impressive stats. So um, when you add to all this that he's been, as a minimum, I would say, holding his own in the ruck as well, he's become pretty much an integral part of the club's best 22, like the starting 22 in our um, this year. And... Uh, I like the way that in a recent interview he just said on radio, I think it was earlier this week, he, he, he reaffirmed what a lot of us have kind of thought and that his performance 
um, was all about having confidence in himself. Um, and he, he fully admitted that, that he, he needed confidence in his own abilities. And that's what he's reaping the benefits of now. So having said that, because he gets a rev up on here as uh, being called out uh, as being completely on fire, no doubt he will kick a bag of six next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sure long, he listens. As long as he kicks straight. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. Um, Look, uh, there's no one person doing under the pump this week. I think we've, uh, seeing as though we've, uh, we've got one power forward, uh, as our on fire candidate, um, it seems fitting that the one that's under the pump at the moment is the one that's not in the side, and that's Jared Waite. Um, he, uh, he did have a good game in the VFL on the weekend. He wasn't so good the week before, and but, uh, in the seniors, he's been a bit, uh, uh, well, he just hasn't been the way he evolved, and there's a lot of suggestion that uh, he may not make it back into this side. Um, and he's uh, he's out of contract this this year. He's uh, the wrong side of thirty, and uh, we're really looking at uh, at the future. And uh, it's it's not it's not boding well for for Jared White. I think the issue with him is where where, where do you put him? Um, do we do we go back and put him forward again? Uh, we saw how well you know White, Henderson, and Kaz worked on on Sunday, uh, and Rowe and Jamison seem to be going okay down back. So I, I just wonder whether Mick maybe throws down the challenge to White and says you, you know you've got to earn your spot back rather than just you know playing for the um, Northern Blues for a couple of weeks and then automatically come in. Um, it actually wouldn't bother me if, if he didn't play for the rest of the year. I, I think you know we. We, we we've just been frustrated by him for for so many years, and and now he's now he just is not an automatic um, walk up into the team. So maybe he'll be at the Northern Blues for the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, be interesting to see how he handles that. And, uh, but uh, if he's at the Northern Blues for the rest of the year, then uh, you'll think that he won't be at Carlton next year. You wonder. No. I think that's a shame, personally. Um, yeah, look, I, I love Whitey, and uh, you know we know he's a father-son uh, player, and uh, he's he, he's Carlton through and through. Um, but I, I guess you know that the word is that he's just he's not working to the structures, he's not working to the game plan, he's not doing what's asked of him. Um, and I guess you know, nobody is above all that. It only takes one or two players to be not working uh, the way they're supposed to work and it will affect the whole team so and we've seen you know in, in many games this year that uh, you know there's, there seems to be a little bit of a, uh, a prevailing attitude in the side it was trying it was it was a matter of trying to work out where it was coming from and it seems that Jared Waite's been identified by Mick as one of those that's uh, I guess perpetuating that attitude so we will see. Pre-game pep talk. So on Saturday night at the SCG, Carlton take on the top of the ladder, Sydney Swans. Uh, what do we have to look forward to, folks? Oh, against Sydney, not yeah. much. Not much. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, um, such I'm, a rousing I'm, win last week. You don't think we can uh, do uh, the same? Well, t- 
to be perfectly honest, I think uh, Sydney and St Kilda are, you know, streets apart from each other. Um, yeah, best and worst. And the first and eighteenth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think tip it out because he's just been ruled out is uh, very handy for us. Um, he's a he's one of those um, big, strong uh, key forwards that holds their position and uses their strength rather than their speed and big tank. Um, he's more like a, a Tony Lockett, Tom Hawkins type forward, which we would normally struggle in. Jamo can do well on them, but he, he'd have to take the job on his own because as Rose shown against Hawkins, he's just not that type of defender. So relief to have him out now, we can have uh, both Jamison and Rowe rotate off um, Buddy Franklin um, and try and tire him out a bit because he's got such a massive tank. He likes to push up the ground a fair bit. Um, Battle will be won in the midfield, and I, with the season we're having, I can't see our boys getting on top of them. Um, like, yeah, we put Kerno on someone to try and take him out of the game, but who are we t- trying to take out? Do we try and take Kennedy out of the game? or they've, they've just got so many damaging midfielders. I, yeah. I, I think the outlook looks bleak this week. I think we outsize them. Uh, our forwards probably outsize them, uh, their defenders, wouldn't you say? We've got Henderson, uh, Kaz uh, up there. If we swing Rowe up there as well, I think um, we've probably got a height advantage there. On a smaller SCG ground, we might kick, kick long a lot more than we have been recently, sort of kick it longer into the forward line. Well, um, well. What's the weather meant to be? Like, when do we play in Sydney and it's not raining? Yeah, it's just always bucketing down. <laughs> so, yeah, never, never know. But I, I think there are points um, that we can take advantage of, like that size difference there. Um, like you said, uh, Tippett being out is a, is a big help to us. That midfield, though, that's going to do everything. They're so well organised, um, yeah, and, and that team defence that the midfield contributes to that they have is just so well organised that we'd have to be absolutely uh, on our best game to uh, to really take it to them. But if we spread the contributions like we did against St Kilda, then there's every chance that we'll make, you know push them very, very hard for the win. Oh, I'd, I'd be happy to see us push them very hard to the win, because we've been doing that this year, pushing the, the better sides and um, sticking with them. I, I'd, I'd be happy with that effort, but I can just I just can't see it with um, the Sydney Swans, the strength of their midfield at the moment. They're just getting on top of everything. Uh, I don't think having a tall forward line would really matter much if we can't get it down there. Yeah. I just wonder if um, Mick might consider moving Henderson into... Uh, to, sorry, to play on uh, Franklin on Saturday night. He has had... Um, he has had reasonable success on, on Buddy when he's played for Hawthorne. I'm not sure we actually have a natural match-up for Rowe, so I just wonder whether Nick might sort of swap those two around um, and play Rowe forward and Henderson back. Yeah, that, 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 that's a good point because, um, I, as I've, I've stated a fair few times, I, I prefer Henderson as a backman, and um, he's, he's sort of type of player to play on. He's the perfect match-up for uh, Franklin. I don't think we have a better player on the list to play oh. on Franklin. No, I think Jamison's a better player on Franklin because Jamison is a, is a better defender when he is um, following up on a lead and can get to... Because he's got decent closing speed and a good jump, he's great at following a forward, jumping up take, and, and spoiling and things like that. I think where he's not so good is in the one-on-one body contest, which is great that Tippett's not playing because if Jamison was playing on Tippett, I reckon we'd see a lot of contested marks to Tippett. Yeah, so I, I still think Jamo should be playing vast majority of the game on, on Franklin. Yeah, I, I think Franklin's got such a big tank um, where he, he could probably tire Jamison out. Um, one thing I've noticed Jamison do, I've pointed out a few times to some people I've been to the footy with, like uh, Rewalt's a prime example of a forward that's got quite a large tank and pushes up the ground, is he lets them get a bit of distance on him 
as they go up the ground and sort of lets them take those uncontested marks on the wing and tries to keep a closer check on them. But uh, Franklin seems a lot more confident in his kicking to try and slot them from 55 metres out than Rewalt mm-hmm. does, and um, that's where I think he'll hurt Jamison. Jamison is our best defender on the list, um, and I would put him on um, Franklin... Obviously, if Henderson doesn't go back, but I think out of everyone we have, the best type-for-type type player, Henderson would be the best matchup for Franklin. I, I'm sort of loathe. You know, Henderson, Henderson uh, looked a lot better up forward on the weekend. He struggled most of the year. Um, I'm sort of loathe to switch him away from from the um, from the forward line now yeah. that he seems to have got some confidence. Yeah, uh, I but, want to um, sort of see where that goes, but actually, it's funny enough. I I would have thought if if, uh, if Tippett was in, that we'd have to have Jared Waite come back, and I, I could have seen Waite on Franklin, uh, especially when he goes up the ground, because Waite loves it in the middle of the ground. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a yeah. Point. yeah that, that, that is a good point. Um, I, I just like against St Kilda, they were using Gwilt as a key defender, so yeah, I don't think I don't think we could replicate that sort of performance from all of our forwards against Sydney. Right. Look, and, uh, and for those of you uh, that keeping tellies at home, uh, the, the mere fact that I suggested Waite might not get back in the side uh, in the last segment and then suggested he should come back in the side the next segment means absolutely nothing. <laughs> but out, none of your business. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, re- so, result and margin, what's everyone thinking? Um, look, I think, we'll, I think we'll go okay. I... I can't see us winning. I think maybe if we can get within four goals of Sydney, a goal a quarter, I think we'll we'll have done okay. Well, I'm thinking Sydney by 35. Uh, Carlton by 10. Oh. Goals yeah. or points? Points. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I agree with HBF. If we can get within four goals, a goal a quarter, we're doing pretty well. Yeah, I, I was pretty much thinking along the same lines. I thought we, we could probably push them to being within 18 points, so three goals um, at the end of it. Um, it all depends on um, how well we can play um, a team defence role the same way that they would on us on the small ground. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm worried about them blocking us and, you know, sort of choking up the ball a bit on the smaller ground and restricting it's the same thing I was worried about last year when you know they showed us up a fair bit in the wet um I don't like playing Sydney up there I've just checked the weather guys and um Saturday in Sydney's um 17 degrees partly cloudy so I think it's going to be a good day for footy so it's not going to be be wet or anything so um good day for footy good no repeat from last year you you can knock me over with a feather the fact that it's not raining and we're playing in Sydney (laughs) (laughs) it'll change the deal there yeah. Oh well, uh, time will tell. Uh, I, I think I, I don't know how confident I am about my uh, Carlton victory uh, mm. call, but you know I, I'm, I'm a little bit buoyed by having a win finally. So uh, and I, I think I think we can provide decent nuisance value uh, for the rest of the season for those uh, finals bound teams. Hopefully, um, hopefully, hopefully, there's a couple of players who got their tails up and showing a little bit of confidence. Hopefully, they uh, they can maintain it. All right. Uh, okay, there's the final siren. And once again, it's been a great performance by all. Um, just want to say thanks to Happy Dude. Yeah, you're welcome. Blue Bell. Thanks, guys. Go Blues. Shandog. Thank you. And HBF. Well, I didn't get that boost, so I found the podcast from the floor. Thank you.
<laughs> well done, guys. Uh, we'll see you all next week, or we'll uh, you'll hear us all next week. Uh, until then, go the Mighty Blues. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.